Hello, everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk Podcast. This is Amy Bisson here with Mickey Dumont. We are the podcast twins and the host of this weekly podcast produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcast, you'll hear about local, state, and national issues that affect our members. You'll also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members, and we will keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. Not only is the end of the 2018-19 academic year a time to reflect on what has happened throughout the last 10, or really 12 months, it is a time for all of us to look forward. Despite some complications and major challenges, you, our United Teachers of Lowell members, have much to be proud of. The education and academic experiences of our students is among the best in the country because of your never-wavering professionalism and commitment. We have accomplished great things because we stick together. In this podcast, we sit down with United Teachers of Lowell 495 President Paul Georges, Along with Paul, we take a look back at the school year as it nears a close, and also we keep our eye on the future. Listen in. So we're coming to the end of a really interesting academic year. Yes. What are some of the things members should be watching over the summer and into the new school year? Well, there's been, I think we sent out a straight talk uh, a couple of weeks ago talking about the potential of consolidating some of the functions from the school department over to the city side of government, which has been proposed by some people, at least in, in loud whispers in the past. And I think we have to be diligent to make sure that we retain our own autonomy on the school department side of the budget. Uh, whether there was no attempt, there, was, there seemed to be no attempt, uh, again, when the budget was being adopted just a few weeks ago, Perhaps it was because we had talked about this. I'll put it in a straight talk. I'm not, not quite sure. Uh, or it could just be that there appears to be a substantial amount of additional funding coming from the state in one form or, form or another, depending if the, if the House bill goes through or the Senate House bill goes through. So that takes away the me- immediacy and perhaps justification to try to consolidate mm-hmm. and put them on one side of the ledger. But we have to maintain our autonomy and being able to direct the funds appropriately direct the funds in needs of our students rather than it being diverted to perhaps accommodate a deficit on the city side of government law. Okay, so specifically, can we talk about specifics about what has been kind of in the whispers about uh, particular consolidation? Well, part of the the, 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 the criticism that, that, that's been out there and, and for quite some time, and I think for good reason, is the city has, take, has capitalized on the any additional funding that comes from the state, specifically in Chapter 70. That's mm-hmm. a historical kind of perspective back going back to the 19, early 1990s when the Ed Reform Bill was passed. Um, cities and towns and many of the leaders within cities and towns on the city side of government came together and said, how do we get our hands on some of that money? They realized that some of the free cash that was coming from the cities and direct aid to cities and towns would be diminished because some of that money now would be Chapter 70. Mm -hmm. So there was an attempt to try to test and see what could be attributed to a city as an expense uh, in lieu of actual cash payment. In other words, maintenance of effort kind of arrangement. Um, And in some cases, it became absurd. At one particular time, for instance, uh, 
they, the city of Lowell tried to charge off the cost of the parks, maintenance of the parks, because they said children used the parks. Um, and I actually I've heard that recently as well. Well, and that argument was found not to be not to be you know uh, reasonable, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, uh, to a point. But there's very little oversight on the part of Desi about what is charged off and what isn't charged off and what's legit and what is not. Mm-hmm. Unless you enter, I guess, into a lawsuit, would be one of the solutions where you'd have the school department suing the city for failure to support. So that question comes to now the, the city, it's clear last year the city overspent uh, I- income by $4.5 million. They have reserves so that they could absorb it to some degree. But uh, also the city is faced with some additional costs because of the benign neglect having to do with the maintenance of the buildings yeah. um, and, and some other additional expenditures. So I think we have to be diligent in making sure that a lot of that money doesn't get redirected toward the city's coffers mm-hmm. without legitimacy. But we also need to maintain, again, the own integrity of, of determining how the funding coming from the state is used. It's there to help children. It's there to help equalize the playing field for poor, poor students as opposed to more, uh, students coming from wealthier communities. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. One thing that had been floated was consolidation of services. That seems to be off the play- table at this point since more money is coming in. So yeah. the immediacy and the justification for it is not easy to, to justify. Sure. However, sometimes many of these things happen, as we found out last summer, where major changes were made mm-hmm. in the heat of the summer away from you know the attention of teachers and a lot of parents during vacation time and so on. And I would ask teachers to make sure, make sure and talk to your colleagues to make sure that they're on Get Active. I think it's extremely important that they get on, get active, so we have a network in order to be able Absolutely. to reach them almost yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, we can't use school mail without permission. We wouldn't ask for it for some no, of these things. No, and I think what people don't realize either is that when you use your work email address, that mm-hmm. whatever is being communicated is Belongs. legally uh, belonging to the entity that belong, owns the email. Yeah, so belongs that, to the school department yeah. essentially, or has the school department has access to it. Yeah. So keep that in mind, and we would suggest that you communicate with your personal uh, email mm-hmm. rather than school email, and any any unless asked for by administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that information would be extremely helpful. Uh, I think last time we talked about the possibility of consolidation. Okay, so we have a new superintendent starting Correct. this academic year. Name is Joel, Dr. Joel Boyd, mm-hmm. Harvard University Urban Superintendent Program. Mm-hmm. History in several districts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the top candidates uh, that emerged as one of the three finalists mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, for the position. Uh, I've I've met with him. We we have a number of teachers that were on the Blue Ribbon Committee who were part of the interview process. The second phase was obviously the public interview process that took place uh, several weeks ago on a Saturday. And from that emerged as the next superintendent of schools by vote of the school committee. Um, So do we have a a start date for him yet? I believe he's going to start right at the end of Janine's end of term, which would be... So that would be July 1st. July 1st, yeah. Mm -hmm. And apparently will be, we've had the opportunity to meet with, uh, I've had the opportunity to meet with him a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, 
informing and I was trying to be helpful in informing him about the things that we see as priorities, things that we've been involved with, mm. understanding that he probably only has peripheral understanding of the ins and outs of what's going on in the district. Uh, if there was any way we could have arranged for a, perhaps a meet and greet or some kind of an, uh, something with our building reps as part of our building rep program, unfortunately, he's still functioning. He still is serving in Boston at the same time as anticipating coming to Lowell. Mm -hmm. So it appears that may not happen. If it can, it would happen in the next few days. If it cannot happen, it will happen in the fall uh, upon return. Great. I think, think people are really uh, interested in meeting him. Good. Yes, and I think I thought it would be a great opportunity. Unfortunately, he has a conflict. He's going to be out of state uh, with a family member who's uh, graduating from college and mm -hmm. has a family commitment. We all understand that. It would not be available for our regular uh, building rep meeting next week as yeah. scheduled. I thought it was important for him to meet with the building reps and the, and the football teachers and paraprofessionals so you get a sense of who he is and what his priorities are. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. But that will happen in the fall or in the, the late summer when we start to yes. gear up again for the next school year. Yep, yep, yep. And, we, and I'll keep you informed about, you know, people informed about what's, you know, priorities as set. Uh, we may perhaps have them on, uh, on the radio uh, mm -hmm. broadcast and perhaps even a podcast yeah. uh, so that people We're can hoping. become familiar of, more familiar with him as the new superintendent. Yeah. It'll be interesting working with them, um, um, and the, comp the few conversations we've had, I thought were very productive. Great. So at this Great. point. Great. Um, big issue, funding in our public schools. Um, you mentioned Get Active. Of course, that's very important for people mm -hmm. to stay on Get Active so that they know what's going on. Yes, we've heard the Senate has proposed a budget that has an increase for education, right. but nothing's settled till it's settled. Is that correct? That's one of the, the difficulties that we have in budgeting in, in in any any community, particularly communities that are so reliant on state aid. Mm -hmm. Lowell obviously is an example. Most gateway cities are the same. Uh, large urban districts rely uh, primarily on state funding to equalize the playing field. Mm -hmm. And so it has a much greater impact on a community like Lowell or uh, a gateway city than it would perhaps a more affluent community that gets relies on less state sure. aid. Yeah. The, the the increase or decrease in state aid would have an impact, but not nearly as much as it does yeah. for us who relies. In fact, the budget has built in a projection uh, based upon the House, uh, uh, the House uh, appropriation that would give significant increases to Lowell and help get, fill the gap. Yeah. And would be presumably, uh, I would presume that this would continue and this continued infusion of money would come over the next several years that would do a lot uh, to, to rectify the position or the, uh, I would say, the claim of the, the, uh, the foundation budget uh, review committee right. that was commissioned by the legislature to look at the uh, the inadequacy of the foundation budget mm -hmm. um, and to to suggest increases and at that point in 2015 uh, at that point they were projecting that the sit that, that currently there was a, at least a one billion dollar shortfall some have assumed this to be or stated it to be perhaps as much as 1.5 or better yeah. in the four years since that yeah. review uh, decision and came I up. I think in Lowell, we're, start, we're not just starting to feel it, we're really feeling it. Really feeling it when you get to a point where you don't have library aids uh -huh. and you're looking at perhaps cutting afternoon uh, 
band programs from middle yeah. schools and, and and things like that. I mean, that it gets it gets more it becomes cumulative after a while, uh, and sometimes we become accustomed to doing without to a point where, yeah. uh, and it does have an obviously negative impact. I mean, one thing. I think there's a number of impediments in working with a with a, with a you know a gateway city. You have obviously students that are have uh, higher needs uh, than you would in most other communities. Second language acquisition is another one. All those things cost money. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the 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 fact that and and the cut becomes normal yeah. after a while until yeah. it almost becomes critical. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the condition of our buildings, that's another handicap that we've had to live with over the year, certainly over the last year and the last few years. Mm-hmm. Some buildings worse than others, but we kind of take it as a, you know, until we, we have enough yeah. um, to push the city to make sure that these, that, that teachers aren't further hampered from doing their job by physical environments that are not conducive to learning. Yeah. And that becomes a that becomes a problem too. Yet, uh, Desi and all the other the other ones that would be that would push for accountability would sort of forget those handicaps they, or they those impediments are there. That, don't they? <laughs> um, you know, even though it creates a, a an environment where it creates an environment that's not conducive to high quality uh, uh, education. Uh, so we've lived with we've lived with those realities, and there's no we're not about to continue to be that way. Mm-hmm. As as you know, that enough we've, we've, is enough. We've pushed, right. we've pushed, and and it's time for the city to respond. And we've done that effectively this year. I think there's been some accountability on, uh, created by the investigation by the Division of Labor Standards, and we're going to continue to insist mm-hmm. um, that they uh, enforce the regulations uh, in the state. Uh, over the working conditions. So that bears watching as well over the summer. It does, yeah. and it will, it, it will mean that we will need to enhance our communication again between mm-hmm. practitioners out there, our teachers and paras, letting us know what the conditions are in yeah. various buildings so we can bring that to, it, to the attention of the appropriate authorities. Hopefully a lot of these things will be resolved this summer and we don't have to talk about them again. Wouldn't that be sweet? But, be nice. um, you know, and I may hear that that may be the case, yeah. but as... Uh, as has been said before, trust but verify. Yeah, exactly. And so we need it's to verify. True. The point is that there may be some other attempts on the part of the city to to take back some of the money that's coming in Chapter 70 because mm-hmm. of the shortfall that they've, you know, that they've they've been through. $4.5 million was spent more than they took in. Um, again, they can absorb that. However, uh, it's no, not a desirable won't. outcome, no. and and I think part of this is because there's been a reluctance in, in, to even make minimal tax increases yeah. over an extended period of time. And when you don't do that, yeah. some very very good people, far-sighted people, have suggested in the past that you increase taxes minimally over extended period of time or over mm-hmm. years, so you can get ahead of the infrastructure mm-hmm. uh, uh, and maintenance issues. Because if you don't, then it becomes critical mass. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think we've learned that over the last year and a half with the very difficult winter we had last year mm-hmm. and the resulting failures and heating pro- mm-hmm. programs, uh, heating problems in so many of our schools and municipal buildings. Yeah. I do want to say to people that, again, please make sure they sign up for Get Active. Mm-hmm. Understand, we understand that the em- enemies of, of organized uh, of unions are going to be out there again trying to impact our members not to pay uh, or encourage them not to pay dues. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to encourage them that, uh, you know, we, we've done we've done well and there is uh, we have practiced uh, 
certainly due diligence and maintaining our contract and making sure that growth has been uh, mm-hmm. has been consistent, uh, um, if there not are always substantial. People working on our behalf all the time. And that this yeah. coming year will be a bargaining year. We'll mm-hmm. be deeply involved with that. We need your commitment to just you know to to we need your, you to recommit or ask you to continue your commitment in supporting your union so that we can work together mm-hmm. and make sure that uh, we can offer the, so that our, our educators are, are suitably rewarded and compensated for what they do yeah. and have appropriate opportunity to um, to enhance their, their earning potential and so on over a period of time. And I think we've been pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, but we've got to do this together. And yeah. I, it's, it's, I think sometimes, Sometimes I'm a little concerned. I'd like, I'd like to say this to the members. I think what happens after a while is most of our members get to think or may get to think that we're always able to pull a rabbit out of the hat when it comes to bargaining time. And I think people have to understand we're only as strong as we're willing to be strong. And that mm-hmm. only is as much as our members are committed to support the leadership and the leadership is, is willing to work for the members. Um, just keep that in mind because it may be tested. And, mm-hmm. and um, we're only as strong as our membership is. We found that in the, we know that in, yeah, in, in the past. Mm-hmm. So just a few years ago when uh, bargaining was at a t- total stalemate, uh, we had a presence of nearly a thousand members out there at City Hall that pushed the bargain mm-hmm. uh, to a fairly quick conclusion. Um, but in the meantime, uh, there are other challenges that we cannot see at this point, but certainly yeah. I can anticipate that there will be other challenges that we may need to address and we can best address it if we're all committed to support each other in the way we've been able to in the yeah. past. We need to stay all in and we need to <coughs> stick together. Exactly. And if anything is coming up, please make, again, make sure you get on Get Active so we can mm-hmm. reach you. Or network with your own teachers as you would, you know, sometimes yeah. when the, in the old days you had the, the, the sort of snow day ch- yeah, uh, the, phone chain. the phone tree. <laughs> the phone tree. If an issue is coming up that's of critical importance, we will certainly let you know. Yeah. We keep you apprised of things on a more casual basis, but we need to be able to act immediately if any kind of emergency or significant problem comes about. Yeah, and Amy, can we just clarify for me- all members... <laughs> what the process is for getting on Get Active? Well, for getting on Get Active, we need to have your permission because that is the the law of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So what you would need to do is reach out to the union by email with your full name, uh, the school you work in, the unit you work for. That would be teacher, para, custodian, security Cap guard, calf workers and then a valid um, home email address. If you give us a school email address, we can't use it. Mm-hmm. But okay. that, just put those things in the message and you'll be right in. And as soon as I see that, mm-hmm. um, as soon as Nancy forwards it to me, I'll get you in to get active and I'll confirm it by sending you an email that says you're in. Perfect, okay. Well, the only thing I'd close out is saying that it's been a very, it's been an interesting but also difficult year in a lot of ways, yeah. a lot of changes in leadership role and so on. That whole issue is yet to be resolved ultimately. Um, however, it does change, has put some additional pressures on on you as mm-hmm. practitioners and, and distractions. Obviously, the condition of the buildings needed to be overcome. I think we've made some significant improvement. Um 
by pushing on that. Um, it's personally, it's been a very difficult year for me, but that's neither here nor there. The fact is, I want to I want to thank the members of the the UTL, particularly the executive board and office staff, uh, for helping through some difficult times on a personal note with me, uh, but also um, encourage people to participate more within the union and help yeah. uh, creating a we direction here. Yeah. So that. Um, and, and enjoy what now will seem like a very, very long summer break, considering what happened last year, yes. <laughs> where we had yeah. a week and a half or two weeks of it sort of gobbled up on yeah. snow days. Uh, just say to be safe, um, be safe, enjoy your summer, uh, be ready to come back, uh, watch for Get Actives or, or postings that we send out on mm -hmm. anything that you need to know about, and God bless you and take care of yourself. And come visit us at UTL yeah. during the summer, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. 10 to 2. We love visitors. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, and uh, we'll probably get a, uh, uh, there may be subsequent. Uh, oh, yes. Um, there will be. Yeah, there will be. Count on it. <laughs> podcasts and get active as, uh, yeah. as, as uh, things develop as yeah. we move forward. Okay. Terrific. Thanks, thanks. Paul. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Thanks to Paul for speaking with us today. Our United Teachers of Lowell members have shown their commitment to the challenging work of education no matter what. As Paul mentioned, we need to be able to stay in contact with you throughout the summer. While our regular weekly podcasts will go on summer schedule shortly, we plan to keep reaching out to record new episodes, particularly spotlight episodes on some of our outstanding members' accomplishments. In the meantime, go back and catch up on any UTL Straight Talk podcast you may have missed. We have 44 episodes right now, all with run times of under 30 minutes on our podcast website. Our weekly e-blast, Five for Friday, will also go on summer hiatus soon. However, should there be any news or information of a critical nature, we will send out a Get Active message using our Action Network email database. If you are not part of our email list, let us know by emailing utl495communications, that's all one word, at gmail.com. Email us with your full name, your school, your position, the unit you belong to, and a home email address. We're sorry, but we cannot use Lowell K-12 addresses. And last but not least, be sure to tune in to Teacher Voice Labor Matters on WCAP 980 AM every Monday from 10 to 11 in the morning. We hope you'll consider calling in as well. We'd love to hear from you. The WCAP call-in number is 978-454-4980. Thank you for tuning in to this episode, and we welcome your general comments and feedback. If you have suggestions for future podcasts, or if you're aware of a UTL member who might be willing to share that expertise or experience, send us an email. Until the next time, this is Amy Bisson with Mickey Dumont, and we wish you a great last week of school and a wonderful summer. Stay safe, everyone. Mm -hmm.